Welcome to Coaching Carrie, the podcast where two lawyers turned life and leadership coaches rewatch Sex and the City and can't help but wonder, how would Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte, and Samantha's lives have been different if they just had a coach to help them along? Hey, Becky. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> all right. So we are doing an episode to get to know all about you. So I'm actually really fascinated to hear your answers to these questions as much as I think some of our listeners are. So why don't we start out with the absolute basics? Give me your name and where you are recording from. Awesome. I think you all know my name is Becky, but my last name is Morrison, and I am recording from Northern Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C., Oh, okay. Is that like your permanent home or is this your quarantine home? This has been my home for, oh, now it's over 23 years. I've been in the DC area. Wow. And we know that you've also spent some time in the New York area as well, right? In the past? Absolutely. Yep. I was in the New York area for a short amount of time. I lived in Hoboken for about three years right out of college. Yeah. All right. So, Tell us why you decided to become a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) So I was thinking about answering this question and I was like, well, I could give an answer that's, (laughs) that sounds good or I could give my real answer. So here's my real answer. So out of college, I got hired into a management development program at Prudential and ended up at the end of that program working in the Prudential healthcare sales office in New York, right Mm -hmm. across the street from Penn Station. And in December of my first year working there, so I think at that point I had been there less than six months in that office as a permanent employee, they got sold to Aetna. And so there was a complete stop on being able to sell new policies. Oh, yeah. And so in the sales office, we basically just hung out a lot in the bar in the lobby. And (laughs) yeah, I mean, (laughs) super fun as a 20 something, right? But that was sort of my cue that, okay, it's time to go and do the next thing. And The next thing for me was either going to be law school or get my MBA. And I literally, I didn't actually flip a coin, but I may as well have. So I applied to law schools and that's why I ended up in law school because I needed something else to do besides drink all day. Wow. So had you thought about law school like when you were in college or was that kind of something that came later? Well, I sort of always thought I had to go to a graduate school and so Mm. But but was not deep into any subject enough that I would have gotten a master's in something else. And so it was like, what are the professional graduate school options? Med school, which I had already rejected, business school or law school. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So we know that later in life, <laughs> beyond becoming a lawyer, you got into coaching. So tell us how you came to that uh, new profession. So, I mean, you can sort of get the glimmer of what I was doing early in my career, which was what I thought was the next logical thing or the thing that I should do without giving a whole lot of thought to what I actually wanted my life to look like. Mm. And so went to law school, became a litigator, went, and then began to realize, wait a minute, you've landed in this profession that you actually aren't super committed to. What are you doing? Are you having fun? Is this bringing you joy? And at that point, I was married and had a young daughter and began to start this process of what am I really here to do and what is how should I really be spending my time and jumped from the practicing side of law firms into the admin side where I spent a bunch of time. Then from there left and went to a small investment firm and then effectively, although not actually got laid off from that job 
and was at a crossroads of, well, what should I do next? And in a panic, started applying for every job I could think of that I could do. And then had another aha, like, here we are again, (laughs) sort of like Mm -hmm. that moment back in what would that have been 1998 when that sale happened. And I was like, what do I do now? I'll do the next logical thing. I was like, I'm not playing that game again. I'm actually going to try and make a choice that reflects what I think I'm here to do. And that's how I landed on coaching. And so I've been doing coaching and consulting for the past two and almost a half years. So Becky, you've told me a really interesting kind of fascinating story in the past that involves a bathtub, a child, a phone, and trial prep. (laughs) So why why don't you tell us that story now? Absolutely. So back when I was a lawyer, uh, I was an antitrust litigator and we were in the middle of preparing for an administrative trial in front of the FTC. And my job was to prepare our experts. And one particular day, and I don't, I couldn't tell you the day of the week, but I, let's call it a Tuesday. I was scheduled to do heavy trial prep well into the evening hours and something in the world blew up. And why that's relevant is at the time, my husband is working in counterterrorism. And so when something in the world blew up and it was in his world, he was also stuck at work. And we had agreed as between the two of us that his mission was more important than my mission, which seems right. And so I found myself at eight o'clock on this random Tuesday night, sitting in the bathroom with a cordless phone clipped to the back of my pants, a notebook on the closed toilet seat, expert reports literally like spread across the floor of the bathroom, trying to give my toddler a bath. Mm. And I had two thoughts in really quick succession. The first thought was, I literally am a rock star. Like, look at this. I'm the epitome of the working lawyer mom. I'm, I'm managing to use my brain and get all my work done and still be present with my child. And and then very quickly, the next thought was, and this is exhausting. This is unsustainable. I cannot actually do all of this and be happy about it. Something has to give. And so that was sort of the thing that started this thought of what do I do next? And how do I begin to use my time in a way that really aligns with my priorities? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that story kind of, it, it says so much about you and it says so much about so many people. I think so many people have found themselves, you know, on the proverbial bathroom floor trying to do it all and just finding that it doesn't really work. I mean, and the, here's the thing, like when you're talking to capable people, right, you can do a whole lot. Yeah. But just because you can doesn't mean you should. And so that was really what I had to wrestle with at that point. Yeah. Or that you want to, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> What are three things that listeners should know about you to understand your point of view as we kind of talk through this show and how we would coach the ladies of Sex in the City? So the first thing I think that you need to understand about me is that I have been with my husband for, at this point, 23 years, 22 mm. years, something like that. <laughs> the fact that I don't know exactly should tell you <laughs> everything you need to know. Um, And so I do bring this perspective of what having been in a really, it's been a long time since I've been in the dating world. Let's just put it that way. And I didn't spend a whole lot of time in the actual grown up dating world before I got myself into this relationship with my husband, my now husband. And so I think that probably impacts my perspective. I think the second thing that you need to know is 
that I am an intensely curious person. And so when you hear us talk through our coaching questions on this show, you'll find that I really like the questions. And then I really like thinking about what the answers are. And I want to make sure that nobody mistakes that, like, just because I'm offering a million and 12 answers, we're never actually going to know what these women would say in response to these questions. And so know that those hypothetical answers come from a place of curiosity and not judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important to the point of view. And then the third thing I I would add is, and I think you said it already, right? But I spent some time in New York City Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I spent some time in New York City right when this show was um, first coming out and at a time in my life where I very much identified with these women in a lot of ways. And so there's a part of me that every time I watch Sex in the City, it feels a little bit like coming home to that time in my life. Mm. Yeah, that's great. So how did you actually discover the show and start watching? So I actually don't think that I watched the show when it first came out because I know for a fact we didn't have cable. (laughs) (laughs) We had an antenna on the top of our TV when we lived in Hoboken. And then from there, I moved to D.C. for law school and I definitely didn't have cable. I think I just watched stuff on VCR tapes, which is really sort of (laughs) crazy to think about. And then when I, yeah, no, right. And then when I moved in with my husband, we got DirecTV and that was when DirecTV first came out. And so he, I think I told you, was working in counterterrorism. And so we moved in together in May or let's call it the summer of 2000. And he had a special specialty in Al-Qaeda and the Arabian Peninsula. And then September 11th happened. So he Mm. worked crazy hours and sex in the city was what I did when I had a bunch of time by myself in our apartment. And so I got, I think the DVDs probably at that point, or maybe just was able to find them like the replays on HBO and watch them. So that's when I really started to get into sex in the city was as this, not even yet. Well, I might've been engaged at the time, either newly moved in or newly engaged 20 something. Mm. So which character do you think you're actually the most similar to and which character do you wish you were most similar to if it's different? So I think when I first started watching Sex in the City, I really thought of myself as a Charlotte. But I, yeah, for sure. I would not have guessed that. Yeah. But I mean, that was like a long time ago. And so now I would say I actually relate most to Samantha, which I know sounds weird, but I think it's a, something about being a 40 something woman and being really settled in my own skin that a lot of her takes on stuff really resonate with me. But I always wanted to be Carrie. <laughs> I noticed you said that in the past tense. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be anybody other than I am right now, but I can remember thinking like Carrie was so cool and so creative and so much more. She'll now I look at it and I'm like, she's a little neurotic, but so much more, so much more just like out there with trying to think through all this stuff than some of the other women were. Yeah. So I was Charlotte, wanted to be Carrie and ended up Miranda, now Samantha. So, so. A progression through the entire cast. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> at least we know that you are a woman who is growing and evolving. Always, always. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about your coaching philosophy and the transformation that you hope your coaching clients have when they are working with you. I mean, that is also something that evolves over time. But I would say that what I'm beginning to learn about how I coach 
is that I tend to take clients, regardless of what issue we're dealing with, through kind of three phases. And I call them, because I have this thing for butterflies, I call them land, launch, and then fly. Mm. And so what does that really mean? Land is about truly getting in touch with who you are and what's important to you as regards to whatever coaching issue we're talking about. That includes like self-knowledge as well as some mindset work. Launch is about then what do we do with that? How are we going to act on that? And fly is how do we sustain it? And so the transformation, the biggest part of the transformation that I hope people get is that they really begin because of all the work we do in that land piece to feel grounded in themselves, grounded in who they are and what they need in order to live a happy life. Mm, So great. Well, thanks for sharing all of that with us. And I am so excited to be on this journey with you. I just think that we're a great pair, so similar and yet so different in a lot of ways. So, so excited to be on this journey with you. Awesome. Well, thanks, Carrie. And thanks for um, letting me tell a little bit of my story. And I look forward to doing the same for you. Hey, that's Becky. To connect with me, the easiest way is to head over to my website at untanglehappiness.com. There you can learn more about the services I offer, as well as get additional information about my book, The Happiness Recipe, a powerful guide to living what matters. I look forward to connecting with you. Hey, it's Carrie. I would love to connect with you out in the world at carriewalshcoaching.com. There you'll find more information about me, coaching, blog posts, and an opportunity to sign up for my newsletter. Or if you or your company is looking for executive coaching, you can check out theatalantagroup.com for more information. That's the A-T-A-L-A-N-T-A group.com.